Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. We're rolling, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. Manchester United are up against Arsenal this weekend. Cardiff face West Ham and Palace play their old rivals, Brighton. Daddy. Oh, we've had some football this week, haven't we, lads yeah. and lasses? Wow. Anyone footballed out? My goodness. Never. My PSG, huh? goodness. Well, Jim, hang <laughs> on a minute there. We like to prioritise international football on this show, as you bloody well know. <laughs> England with another win. The She Believes Cup is coming home. <laughs> Sheezy. 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 Are we saying cheesy? Sheezy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a win. I'm fantastic. Phil Neville was absolutely cock and hoop. He mm. said that he didn't actually expect to win it. He just wanted to see whether they were on the right track ahead of the, the World Cup. That's a very Phil Neville thing to and say. It is. And uh, I apparently it's, to win it. it seems they are, but some big wins. Big win against Japan. Ellen White, big top win scorer as well. Yeah, some great goals in that game as well. Thanks very much for coming. See you later. Yeah. We'll take everything. Yeah. <laughs> see you next year. Love that. Love that. Love that indeed. Uh, oh, we've got to start with Arsenal versus Manchester United mm. purely for the fact that what Manchester United did in Paris. Yeah. It was unbelievably it's incredible, isn't it? Like, um, we were talking earlier, like, the one kind of blip that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has had since, since his incredible reign has been that they, they lost that first leg and it looked like they would go out of the Champions League and he yeah. just rubbed that out. They're already <laughs> calling it perfect. a reign. He's calling it a reign. Oh, yeah. The king reigns. The king is dead. Long live yeah. the king. I mean, what I love about so, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Indeed. Mm. What I love so much about it was that, that PSG obviously went to Old Trafford and it was kind of like, oh, back down to earth, lads. Mm. You know, you've had some winnable games in the Premier League. Yeah, there's the, you know, the away win against Spurs and one or two others. That you think, okay, fair enough, you've got good players, you, you can raise it. But when you're coming up against some, <laughs> a proper side there, um, you've come unstuck. With so many injuries as well. And then mm. they go away mm. yeah. with, with, I mean, the, the, the players that they were missing. Uh, now, I mean, even Eric Bailly came off after 36 Which, minutes. by the way, was a good thing, given yeah. that he started. <laughs> true enough, yeah. true enough. That, that wasn't, that was It's like someone had it instilled in him the spirit of Chris Smalling. Well, the Chris Smalling, Chris Smalling had vital. A, yeah, Chris Smalling had like Vidic in him. <laughs> There's a sort of body swap comedy going on. It was, yeah. Well, uh, Alexis Sanchez has not been brilliant for Manchester United, but he, he he was out nonetheless and he would have probably started the game if he mm. was fit, you would imagine. Herrera, Lingard, Mata, Matic, Martial, Jones, there, there was, there was so Valencia, many... Darmian and Pogba was suspended. There were so many videos on Instagram of the players who were terribly injured in their front rooms dancing around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, There were so many of them. Yeah. It was inc- I mean, they started with Scott McTominay. Now, some people may think that's a surprise I mean he was player of the season last season yeah have a bit of respect so yeah. it's about time he got a start <laughs> that means the result isn't really that surprising can no, you, can you use, can you use his full name as well please uh, Manchester United current holder of player of the season yeah. Jose Mourinho Scott Montgomery <laughs> <laughs> first signing when he takes over at Real Madrid absolutely yeah Fred Ashley Young was put into the midfield Pereira was in there. I mean the bit of containing Mbappe Di Maria Draxler Verratti Marquinhos Thiago Silva and Danny Alves okay Neymar was out but mm. still <laughs> they were 2-0 up from the first Na- leg Na- Neymar's face on the bench <laughs> 
take that face. I've got no particular beef with Neymar. I mm. find him quite frustrating to watch, particularly in like a big tournament. But I understand he's a very talented player and, 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 and the football world is richer with him in it. But take that face he had when that penalty was awarded and inject that directly into my veins. <laughs> That's all I need. That, <laughs> all I need is the air that I breathe yeah. and that. Because it was incredible to watch. Yeah, I'd say something. Romelu Lukaku's having a lovely old time. And I think that Solskjaer's managed that situation. This is this is how I'm interpreting it. Because everything he seems to be doing is, is turning to gold, obviously. Lukaku wasn't in the side when Solskjaer took over. Mm. Lukaku wasn't scoring. He wasn't, he wasn't firing on all cylinders. I think Solskjaer, and as I say, I'm choosing to interpret it this way, deserves credit there because... What he's coming, he's 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 brought such a good feel, a feel good factor yeah. there. Everybody's sun, suddenly playing. Everyone's having a lovely old time. It's almost a bit like Gareth Southgate in England, and uh, but Lukaku wasn't playing very well. And I think Solskjaer has, you know, he's got probably put his arm around him or however he needs to manage the player, and has given Lukaku that drive and hunger, thinking I want a piece of this. Yeah, I want to get involved in this side. And he's waited and waited, and now he's deployed him, and now he's scoring goals. Well, my, my... I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way it's, it's played out. I agree with your sentiment. My my assessment is slightly different. Okay. My assessment is that he was playing under Mourinho, but he wasn't playing well. Mm-hmm. And what Solskjaer was able to do because of the situation, because he was a temporary manager, because it didn't really matter, because he didn't have to be in hock to these big money sign-ins. Yeah. Because he's gone in there and essentially the situation is, look, you've mucked this up and you've brought me in to sort it out. Mm. I'm going to do whatever I want. He's got the freedom. So he was able to leave Lukaku out. Mm-hmm. Whereas, of course, it was much more difficult for Mourinho to do that because Mourinho wanted him he came in for a lot of money and, and he really likes that type of forward of course mm. almost like a defensive especially away from <laughs> yeah. like a yeah. defensive forward. Yeah. but you're absolutely right in the second part of what you said I think which is that um, he's, he's Lukaku has seen that from the bench and thought you know what I need to be a part of this yeah. big time he, and, he and, like and Solskjaer's picking players on merit which is mm. obviously really important he just looks like a different player but I think more than putting the arm round uh, uh, Lukaku I think he's sort of saying just hit the ball hit the ball yeah. you know mm. like, take a chance yeah. hit the ball and look at how he profited from a spill from the goalkeeper. Yeah. Lukaku of last season so would sharp. not be doing that. So would not yeah. be doing well, he pounced that. on two errors. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And I was really pleased for him because I think he's a fine player, and he, but he's also a very streaky player. And he's taken a lot of criticism from people, you know, possibly fairly, saying that he's not quite that very, very top level. He's mm-hmm. got obvious technical deficiencies in his game. And for the money they paid for him, he's not quite that level. Sure. And last night, he's played a huge part in a famous night for a mm. really storied, traditionally huge European team. And he's etched a bit of his yeah. uh, contribution onto the history of that club, yeah. for, which is really important for a player who costs that amount of money and, and really wants to punch his way through to the very top table. And the reason I say that is not to criticise him, but because when you talk about the finest strikers in world football, you might be forgiven for having Romelu Lukaku slightly below that. Yeah. Yes. But if he carries on, if he, I mean, this is difficult to, for him to do, but if he, if he takes some his goals take them through to a European yeah. Champions League final or something, you you might be reassessing that. Two of those around and you're away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I and mean, that's what he's doing at the moment. Yeah, exactly. like, it's, it's it's phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, no one wants them in the, in the quarters, right? Because there's such a... It's a weird thing to say about Man United, but given the context of their recent seasons, they're a bit of a sort of unknown quantity because mm. that feel-good factor is so, I, so energising for them. Just Not to rub that. it into the PSG... If you were to say, right, you'll you'll win away from home two nil, and then the team you're you're coming up against is playing four four two with that lineup and all the rest of it, ten players missing. <laughs> oh, you'd take that, wouldn't you? I think I I think that that might be worse than the the Barcelona comeback. It's not as dramatic, but on paper yeah. it might be. But you know you know what this is this week in football, and we'll talk a bit about Spurs in a bit because um, it applies to them as well for a different reason. But 
this week in football, I feel like it's always it's been about mentalities. Yeah. It's been if, if you what Solskjaer's done really well is he's tapped into the tradition that United have in this competition. He now, knows the club exactly. They've mm. lost their way a little bit. We all know that, but he's he's instilled in them a mentality which is look. Same way Real Madrid have done. Well, obviously, they went out, but traditionally, the Real Madrid do this mm-hmm. as well. This is our competition. Well, Klopp does with Liverpool. Yeah, the most famous nights we've had have been in this competition, mm. and it means something to play for this club in this competition. So go out there and do it. Now, of course, on the other side of the pitch, you've got PSG, who've really struggled, despite all their money, despite all their input, and despite all the players they've got and the managers they've been through, to put their stamp on this competition, something mm. they're desperate to do more than anything else. And I think... The occasion last night, again, for however many seasons it's been in a row now, has got to them. And they've not been beyond the quarterfinal in this competition, I don't think at all. Have was they it a penalty? No. Yes. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a, de- a definite penalty. Right. Interesting. Yeah. But it, but it's what I liked about it, and I said it before, I just like the fact that VAR added something to the occasion rather than subtracted, which it has done mm. in every other, every other occasion I've seen it. It added drama. Yeah. It added a little bit of that. Yeah. And it was a handball. He made himself a little bit bigger. Again, you won't mm-hmm. have seen them given before because, to be quite frank, it was really quick, centimetres away from his body, the the arm. I said it's, it's a gutting um, situation for the player, but if we're going to bring VAR for in for decisions uh, that are supposedly binary, uh, this one definitely falls on the side of it. it's definitely handball. Yeah, yeah. The, the rules about handball are changing, and they're changing on the day of the Champions League final. <laughs> Feels like it. Yeah. Why do that? It's, I know. It's, what it's what are the rules? What, what, what's it going to change? Yeah, you're allowed, allowed to, to do it. I don't <laughs> what, what, what to, you're allowed one handball each. The, 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 the law is changed. as long as it's open palm, you're okay. The law is changing to um, they're removing the word deliberate. I think, but also everyone has to factor in the idea that we can see the laws of the game as as they are presented, but the official um, information and guidance given to referees they're not released publicly Yeah. Mm. so when, when you hear things like oh he raised his hand so he's got to go which mm. it doesn't exist in the laws and we rally against commentators saying that but that may well be given in the instructions to referees that we mm-hmm. don't see and I think the handball law is applicable to that because it must be that they've been told if the arms are in an unnatural position or as you said Marcus or Pete the, the body's been made bigger they give it, they give it for that but for me I feel like We'll, we'll wait and see what happens with this new law. But for me, it feels like any time the ball strucks the hand or the arm, mm. it's given as a penalty. And I don't know if that's the spirit of the game. Rashford converted it well, though, didn't it's he? It's a great pen. His first competitive penalty for Man United, that. Yeah, he scored one in the shootout for England against right. Colombia. Yeah. Which it's a great was, pen. Which is lovable. I love, I, I love Rashford. But the, I, do. But I the really play, do. But the players were in his ear. I was so, I was so pleased was absolutely sledging him. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. I absolutely yeah. loved it but when also, he put that also, he, he, he wasted a ball in the first half, he did. didn't he? And I, one of the things I really like about Rashford, he's, he's a player that doesn't hide. Right. If something doesn't go his way, yeah, it doesn't affect him in the next time. He, he keeps his head very, mm-hmm. very well. Doesn't yeah. get too sort of like emotionally led to the point where <laughs> by trying to correct mistakes, he makes more of them. It's really important. Likeable now. Like, you know, like well, when Mourinho it's just like, oh. I kind of liked them in spite of Mourinho because it was kind of mm. like, oh, they're having to deal with this bloody misery guts every week. Yeah. Now I, I, I don't like... really have a problem. I never really had a problem with United. I, I had a problem mm. when Mourinho was there because Mourinho was essentially doing them a huge disservice with the way he was conducting himself and the way they were playing. Yeah. But oddly, when Mourinho was at Chelsea, I think a lot of people quite liked Chelsea because of Mourinho back then. Because it was more exciting, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's but on, on the penalty... It's hard one... to besmirch Chelsea, is it really? Well, one thing that shouldn't escape, escape the notice is, is the, the role Lukaku played in that penalty mm-hmm. because Verratti tried to get over and intimidate Rashford mm-hmm. and Lukaku stood in the way of it mm-hmm. and Verratti took sort of one look at Lukaku <laughs> and started walking back the other way. He just, yeah. got, he just put his body in the way and yeah. Verratti just didn't want to know. It was, yeah. it was the ref was at, uh, at the cable, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I well, yeah, I mean, they are, they are playing Arsenal, though. We, we can't forget. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and Arsenal, we've seen them play pretty well uh, at times against the big sides at home, yes. apart from Man City on the first day, but that mm-hmm. was the first day. It was a long time ago now. But they beat Spurs, they beat Chelsea impressively at home. Manchester United did beat them in, in the Emirates, yes. uh, at the Emirates, of course, in, in the FA Cup. And, and they, beat, they beat Arsenal well as well. Arsenal, yeah. um, other than City, have the most points at home this season. Yeah. Um, but Man United have the third highest points away. So it's going to be really... Uh, Interesting, um, interesting afternoon. I think, um, and this is Arsenal's last game against against the big boys in the league. So um, it's a chance for them to really use it. If they can win, that's mm. a real springboard to finish strongly and just do everything they can within their own hands to finish in the top four. Um, but it, either way, it's an it's a it's an advantage because Arsenal have been playing very very well. So if they can keep that up, um, how do you think he'll approach it? Do you think he'll go for the jugular? I I think he would take a draw. And I Emery? Think, yeah, I think so. It's not up to him, it's Mustafi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, okay, so you think he's, he's, he's the, the Emery's not going to... I don't think he'll gonna... up for a draw, I want to make that clear, but sure, I think sure, he, sure. Will, he's, he does like to switch out within games, so I think no, he will No, but will, will he go out. for them? Because when they played Chelsea and Spurs, they went for them. Uh, I think he will see how that pans out in the first half. Yes. Because the thing with Man United is they're such a devastating counter-attacking team at the moment. That a lot he, of players out though. Well, it, indeed, but they're still energised, and Solskjaer uh, seems to be very good at keeping that going, regardless of personnel. So I think I think he will approach this with a little bit of caution, actually, compared to a lot of those home games because of the, the form United are in. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I agree that he, he went for Spurs. I, I, not that, certainly not at Wembley. They had double the ball. What are the Emirates? Yeah, no, no. So you mean the Emirates? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Emirates. Very much talking about home. Fine. Okay. Fair enough. Um, In which case, yeah, of course, you're absolutely correct. Um, The um, the thing I like about Arsenal now is they've started to defend a lot better. Mm. Last Mm -hmm. two or three weeks, they look a lot. They dealt with Spurs pretty well at Wembley. I mean, Spurs had a lot of the ball, but to be apart from um, the the mistake that Mustafi made, Arsenal looked pretty comfortable, and Mm -hmm. that's a real platform for them. I think that's a real boost to their confidence. It's probably no coincidence that, with the exception of Bellerin, they've got all their defenders back now, haven't they? Yeah. Um, so um, that'll be a, b- a bonus for them, but they're going to be without Torreira. So is that a, is that going to be a big miss for them, Jim? Um, There's it, it also in that role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But Torreira's rolling been... sleeves up. <laughs> Torreira's been rotated heavily anyway, so it's no guarantee that he would have started. He, he's, he, you know, he's highly likely to have. But um, yeah, that that is what it is, isn't it? And you know, Guendouzi's done a good job. Um, he has. He's a little too Guendouziastic sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so as long as uh, he's on his game and he doesn't sort of. Um, try and overplay something in a silly position, which he's slightly guilty of. But he's nineteen, so you know you got to let him, let him uh, learn that himself. Um, it's it's just it's a loss, but it's it, I don't think it necessarily means that Arsenal have no chance. I mean, they yeah. are playing tonight. In the, in the yeah, well, there's there's that. Terrell, but you would assume playing that. And, and, and Ren yeah. Ren will take a lot of in a lot of confidence they from some of the other results. Um, some some of the other results they've seen. Man United are now eleven to ten to finish in the top four. So ten pound with bet three six five returns twenty one pound including stake and and that is obviously along with the Man City Liverpool thing that's becoming a really exciting part of the Premier League season. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, will we see Mason Greenwood get his Premier League debut? Like to see it. Imagine that that is debut yeah. coming on in that <laughs> yeah. game. Just see out the game. Yeah, get us a winner. Uh, and Chong as well came. He's only made a couple of sub and, and and that's really cool as well. Two Mark, academy players. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. That game. It's great yeah. because. Solskjaer, that's another thing about Solskjaer tapping into the to the tradition of the club. He's not afraid to do that because no. he's probably grown up. Well, he has grown up 
as a player watching Ferguson do the same mm. thing. Well, he managed. Uh, was it, I was going to say the B team or the the, the youth. He's he been was, involved he was in the, the academy stuff. for a while. Yeah, yeah exactly. right. Yeah. It's, it's like a Man United best of, isn't it? Sure. This whole yeah. I, think, I think he might have coached Pogba when Pogba was there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that was yeah. a big. Or, or did he, when he, joined, did he, did he think, play yeah. when Pogba was there? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a link there. Anyway, they've met. We're going to see Eric and Sir Alex and Solskjaer together in a photograph. Lot of, that picture getting a lot of hate online. I like that. But do you know what? I, like I don't it. know how you can begrudge that. Exactly. No. And then that also taps into it perfectly. Of course, of course, given what's going on with Mourinho, Moyes, Van Gaal, mm-hmm. where they feel like they've lost everything because they've been used to being spoilt for so long, to be frank. Yeah. Mm. Of course, if you're Oleg and the Solskjaer, it's a smart move to pose with Alex Ferguson and Cantona yeah. and let that photo get out there. Yeah. yeah. It links back to the past. The no, glory yeah. is. Also, as well. The squadron never dies, does it? Yeah. The hierarchy at the club, <laughs> they, they, sh- they should just hang off as long as possible until they confirm him having the job. Play Eric up front just, just to give keep him a run out keep motivating the two players minutes. Two, two minutes two minutes you compromise <laughs> he retired at what 31 30 I think 30 yeah. 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 so how old is he now 32 probably <laughs> I was going to say yeah, I think, yeah, I think back on. does yeah. time remember when he did, he did that kind of um, he had Here a fake go. penis in that film Remember, he had a fake penis and he, he gets in, it out and it's giant like gun an Elizabethan drama or something yes I think he's like a notable um, what would you call them? Libertine. Get yeah. the willy out. Yeah, oh, right. There we go. So well, that's he... why. Every, every, whenever I see yeah, Eric Cantona in his later years, I just think of that scene. Really. Well, I think seagulls. Yeah, same. Speaking of yes. seagulls, it's Crystal Palace. There Brighton. we go. Uh, the, the 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 slightly strange derby is here. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a derby, of course, that was established what when Venables and uh, Mullery and Mullery were in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they've kept that intense rivalry. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely mad, isn't it? The, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those, the stranger ones. But reading the history of it, it comes comes from a, it was a very sort of intense at third division at the time. Yeah, um, FA Cup games co- as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well, but yeah. The, the, yeah, they were in competition in uh, to get promoted, which they both eventually did, and they met in the cups a few times when there were like thousands of replays. If there yeah. wasn't a winner, and it just just this bit bad blood built up, and it's. It's still on, there, and I love that. Depending on how you interpret it, they've done well or been petty to hand yeah. it down <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, through the season. There are, there are a number of sort of non what you'd call non traditional rivalries in football in this country, like Leeds and Millwall's one, yeah. Leeds and yeah. Chelsea as well. Leeds, yeah. Portsmouth had one with Crystal Palace for a while because we right. used to be in the division, same division for so long. Okay, and Pompey used to take a lot of fans up there because it's not that far, and uh-huh. vice versa. Mm. So it, it, it yeah. does happen. Can we, Arsenal can we, and Stoke and Birmingham City as well. Yeah, like Ding Dongs. Can we call it yeah. the Gatwick Express Derby? Yeah, we should. Yeah, because that's probably the quickest way. To get yeah. to the, the Southern Trains Derby, yeah, the <laughs> delayed Derby. <laughs> oh, uh, someone's living political. Brighton. Yeah, political. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Ballas will be favourites. You would, you would suggest because I mean they're three points above Brighton, but their recent results and performances would would make them favourites. I think you would agree. Mm. Obviously, got the home advantage. Uh, Brighton narrowly beat Huddersfield last time out. But what's happening with Brighton? I mean, where are they, where are they going? They've not been what's, great, have they? Just, I, 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 I think Hewton's in a bit of. Bit of bother, personally. It feels like they're yeah. treading water a bit, yeah. doesn't it? Well, they're re- they're relying on Glenn Murray for for a lot of their goals, and mm. as much as we like Glenn Murray, he is what is he thirty five or, or something like that, and you know uh, they, they 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 need to score, they yeah. need to be more creative. Uh, defensively, they've been relatively okay, but mm. I think you know if you if you're scoring a lack of goals, unless you're Sean Dyche's Burnley of last season yeah. or something like that, then it, it's going to come around. Whereas Palace has started scoring. Mm. The, 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 you know that you look at the, the Palace front line, the options they have. Batshuayi coming in the way he took his goal the other week, and uh, and so on. You just think, yeah, like what, if you have people who can put the ball in the back of the net down there, yeah, you you'll probably get out. And Palace again defensively aren't shockingly bad; they're okay. So you would you, you would have uh, Palace Palace's favourites for my but money. Brighton are 
just very poor away from home as well. Yeah. <clears> they don't, they're, they don't travel a, well. They're a home team. Their home form is what keeps them in the Premier League. Going in, I don't know what it is now because I can't remember how they got on last weekend, but going into the game last weekend, they had got one point from 18 away from home. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's nowhere near good enough. Their home form is, is where it's at. And Palace, as you rightly say, Marcus, are in good form, aren't they? So, well, they, they've got their tails up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, There's a bit yeah. of a, a feeling there. Palace have, have players. Now, I know Brighton have got a few creative players. I mean, Knockout was phenomenal in the, in the championship and he's, he's had moments in the Premier League and, and of late as well yeah and, and, and gross so they, they do have uh, some of their players but when, when you talk about the likes of Zaha I'll even throw in Townsend uh, who's still looking at, uh, for that illustrious fifth Premier League goal he is this season. on four mm. um, where, where, you, and Patchwise I say has come in uh, and uh, Milivojevic um, has, has produced some stunning moments this, this, this season Palace have a few players that get you off your seat Zaha being the one yeah. oh, as well they can really get behind exactly him, yeah. fantastic so when you have those players I, I think yeah Brighton have made an effort to try, try and bring some sort of interesting players in like Pascal Gross and Davy Proper and Leonardo well. and the one or two other, yeah, he's what? but I get the thing is that is always at odds with the reality of how you have to play in the Premier mm, League if yeah. you're Brighton so automatically straight away you're probably saying half the games we play this season can't really be very expansive because we're yeah. away from home and we're going to get beaten yeah. um, and we have to stay in the league. So it makes it a big ask for them. It's similar to when Lukaku was asked to perform that role for United under Mourinho away from home, mm-hmm. which is a scandal given that it's Man United. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't. people were criticising him for not scoring, but there was just no opportunities. He was playing as like a defensive forward. Yeah. So a lot of these players have to do the hard yards, don't they? Right. So that, that's part of it, I think. Yeah. Um, the draw in this fiercely contested derby is 5-2. to two. So £10 returns, £35, including stake uh, with Bet365. There we are. It's now time for emails with PDD. It is time for emails. Actually, before we get there, oh. um, Jim, you just did something very pleasing. What was that? You grabbed your belly and did this. Did like I? Santa. Like a jolly no, Santa. Like a jolly I didn't Santa. Even know I did that. I really enjoyed you doing it. <laughs> Have you got a stomach upset? <laughs> no, I th- no. I th- that's what I thought. I thought you got a stomach flu. Do, do it again for the cameras. Ooh. Evidently, I'm <laughs> using that as a sort of stress ball. It's nice. Say, I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Not the bees! You've got mail. Bad Say, I'm the only bee in Jim's belly. Hey, chaps. Steve Hobbs here. Burger. Hang up out. Ramble Baker, Steve Hobbs. It is him, isn't Steve it? Steve Hobbs. We haven't heard from Not him. sure if you may remember me. I used to be the Ramble's official baker. Still are, in my opinion, so Steve. So this was a guy who, for people who have come to the show lately... Um, he's going to explain. Oh, he's going to give a history. He's going to give, give a positive history. Hobbs, is, he's thorough. He's putting himself Good. in the Demon Dash Hall of Fame. I'll just sit, <laughs> I'll just sit back and enjoy myself yeah. then. I'm the inventor of the Ramble Roll. Ramble yes. Rolls were sold in my bakery as a weekly special with a new filling each week. And remember, he used to tell us, or fill us in, if you will, uh, about which filling... <laughs> he was using this week in the Ramble Rolls uh, one week we even sold a pie as a filling um, we did, and we did sell a few to some uh, Football Ramble listeners uh, most were sold to uh, people who were going rambling in the countryside uh, who had no idea what a podcast even was though <laughs> I'll have the Ramble Roll I'm going rambling. No one knew what Sad- a podcast was back then. <laughs> Sadly, uh, I'm no longer a baker. Oh. As I sold the shop almost three years ago, uh, so I'll need to relinquish my title as the official Ramble Baker. It is up for grabs, guys. Vacancy it's up open. for grabs. <laughs> Vacancy. Vacancy open. <laughs> baker at the footballramble.com. No, show at the footballramble.com. <laughs> I'm now working as a sports teacher in my local primary school. Uh, oh. One of my favourite parts. It's sort of village, this, isn't it? Yeah. The baker becomes the sports teacher. Lovely. <laughs> Enjoyable. Uh, I'm really enjoying reintroducing playground football at break and lunch bringing in rules such as win three games and you win the playground cup um, so I want to be the um, official ramble sports teacher if that's alright <laughs> cool yeah. uh, Steve Hobbs lovely to hear from you yeah. and we've met him a couple of times did, yeah. lovely oh, bloke lovely wife un- yeah. lovely old job uh, lovely hello family. to who we got Aston 
Uh, and yes, I am named after the club, but my middle name isn't Villa, which is enjoyable. Um, hello, Ramble. Uh, with the horrible Oyston family uh, finally leaving uh, Blackpool Football Club, mm. it's fair to say the fans have been enjoying themselves over the past couple of weeks with uh, 13,500 tickets being sold so far for the first home game since the Oystons have left in their recent 2-1 win away to Accrington. Uh, some fans inevitably took these celebrations too far. And threw a bottle at the Accrington goalkeeper, uh, Dimitar Evtimov. Uh, Evtimov uh, then proceeded to pick up the bottle and throw it back into the away fans to earn himself a red card, much to his disbelief. It's fair to say Accrington uh, boss John Coleman wasn't best pleased about the incident. He looped it back, he didn't throw it violently, and yet it's him who is sent off. I think the ref should have uh, used some common sense. I keep wasn't trying to endanger anyone. It was a human reaction. He's not trying to endanger anybody. Otherwise, he'd have thrown it overarm, not underarm. <laughs> the rule has got to be changed. <laughs> <laughs> There's he no looped, rules He looped it. Bottles. He looped it. John, Cole, John Coleman said a few weeks ago that because of some referee decisions he got in the FA Cup, he was thinking about quitting the game. <laughs> so he's a very emotionally led oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yes. for, the, for the avoidance of doubt. He I think looped it. He looped it. Possibly, hopefully, we're unanimous on this. Right. You can't throw bottles at fans. No. No. It has what happened you, a couple no, of times. The guy yeah. who threw it at the keeper should be punished, no, by the way. Yeah, he should Eric, be. he can't do that. What if he if he threw it underarm? Is that okay? That's the thing. Sideways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, finally for now uh, Andrew Armistead uh, speaking of the recent uh, David Beckham um, LA Galaxy statue uh, has pointed out that there is also a statue uh, there's basically a, a um, temple a David Beckham tem- temple in uh, uh, Bangkok yeah, and there's actually right. uh, lots of uh, little little David Beckham's on the altar. Which yeah, I quite like. Uh, wow, uh, the, the, not great representation. It has to be said. I, I agree with you. Uh, in the Galaxy, I think that they're going to do almost like a, um, you know, like the the, the promenade in Monaco. I think they're going to do a few statues. I don't oh, okay. think it's just Beckham. I think like a Hall of Fame type thing. Where does, sort of. I think is, so. is it being funded by uh, Landon Donovan Industries Limited? <laughs> <laughs> is that think, where the money's coming from? Hello, what you need is a Landon Donovan one on there. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Well, I think also though they reckon that because of the new team in Los Angeles I was reading about this that uh, LA Galaxy are basically trying to get saying, a bit of heritage we've got a bit of history on the heritage. unlike yeah. yourself <laughs> and also uh, as my suspicions uh, my suspicions have been confirmed uh, it's not warranted to give Beckham a statue alone so it has to be to do with all these reasons yeah, and right. it's interesting you say that because Andy Brassel went for at the match to LAFC yeah. and um, it, the atmosphere there was incredible and you could tell I remember doing some reading around it at the time you could tell that it was getting the Galaxy's back up because noisy, noisy neighbours the right squad there was this yeah there was this really really sort of grassroots yeah. campaign to get people at LFC and, and some of the atmosphere that Andy captured yeah. on the on the episode is incredible. So I can understand mm. why they're well, I love about it because in, in American sports you don't really have that kind of rivalry because you don't have away fans and you don't yeah. have all this kind yeah. of stuff. So I, and it's very family oriented as well. It is, yeah. So th- this is maybe quite a new thing over there. We, we, I think in, they they they, they, they I think they've they are I want to speak up on behalf of all of them, but I think they're very um, seduced by the idea of the European ultras. Mm. They call themselves the ultras. Yeah. They take flares. They sing mm-hmm. songs. They have ba- They're they're really into that. But on on the Beckham Temple, there's also as Marcus and I think have discussed before. There's also a church of Diego Maradona. In oh, Jim's Jim's your man. Jim, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's right. in Argentina, obviously, yeah. isn't it? And, and it's got quite a few parishioners, right? And do, and like, do you know how to how you're initiated into the church? They they uh, they recreate you have to give a fake urine sample no, with a tiny to, penis. You have, to, <laughs> <laughs> you have to score a goal and put put the hand uh, handball of yeah. You do. Recreate yeah, the hand of God. Where does this Beckham little thing end? Slugs. <laughs> little, <laughs> little slugs, little slugs, Marcus. I think they did the other goal, but it, nobody was getting in. No one could do it. Drove around a load of pillars. Ah, for crying out! No, all right, just do the hand. But this this Beckham thing. Don't do the stuff about his hand. How does it go from? 
I mean, where do we go from statue and temple? Like, is there going to be some yeah. sort of like Beckham Mount Rushmore? I think oh, satellite. Yes. I think satellite. Yeah. Geosynchronous satellite. Yeah, flies I, over. I, I think. I think a, 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 an island state, maybe. No. Like a tornado after him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in fact, why not here? We're in Ireland after Brexit. Call it David Beckham country. Yeah. Great Beckham. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, jobs are good and right. Let's go to an ad break. Uh, after which, we'll talk about Spurs and Cardiff. See you in a minute. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That was uh, Anthony Marshall going crazy in his living room. Le yeah. character! Ah, the character! Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't celebrating that on the Mourinho, was he? <laughs> <laughs> he did when he left, though, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Southampton are playing Spurs. Southampton, oh, you see Tadic in the week. <laughs> That's what you could have won, you little slug. <laughs> oh, do sound Tadic. That's what he's capable of. Now a ten in the keep. Yeah, <laughs> didn't learn that at St Mary's, did he? Is it How many of them? Like they given out eight in their history. He was the ninth. Ninth player, tenth oh. time. Yeah, Messi's won it twice. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, Tadic. People were surprised he moves away from the Premier League. Oh, he's, he's let us know the reasons yeah. why, doesn't yeah. he? He wanted Champions League football. Apparently, that <laughs> was one of the reasons. He's let his and, feet do the talking. And my, he's got that Champions yeah. League. Oh, was absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? it was, I wonder if he regrets not being able to play for Southampton <laughs> under Mark Hughes at the time, <laughs> which is basically what it was. All oh, right. Cool. Any more digs? I'll think of some more in a minute. I'm sure you will. Mm. Uh, well, Spurs themselves had a great <laughs> win at Dortmund, put them through in the Champions League, of course. Christian Eriksen said the maturity of the performance shows they've come a long way, and Pochettino spoke about his side needing to move forward to reach an extra level. I would, I, I, I know what Pochettino means. I mean, Eriksen does talk about the maturity of performance uh, and shows how far they've come, but there have been other performances this season where the lack in maturity and whatnot, but they've they've fallen a little short. Yes. Uh, but but through in the Champions League and and a bit like Manchester United and Ajax and probably every other side maybe no one will want to play against Spurs. Yeah, indeed. I th- I, f- I just feel that I, mean, I mentioned it at the top of the show in a slightly different context. But for me, I think you can make a pretty convincing argument that Spurs aren't the team they were a couple of years ago. They look a bit short in midfield. They mm-hmm. look a bit short of fullback, and that's been the case for a while. But they are a mentally much stronger team. Yeah, and, they're and, a better course, unit. Of course, they have situations where they don't always win like the Burnley game would have been really disappointing for them and obviously they were beaten um, by United and by Chelsea but to me that performance in Dortmund and I was at the game at Wembley the first leg and they were great in the second half particularly but that performance in Dortmund that wouldn't have happened two years ago got to weather that early storm yeah they did and Lloris made some great saves in the first half hour particularly they worked really hard and and they showed the maturity to do what was necessary to get through and ultimately as we saw when they were knocked out by Juventus Juventus were just far too canny for them. Now, I'm not saying they would knock out Juventus this season, but they look like they've learned from their experiences, which will be really encouraging for, for, for Spurs fans. I totally agree. But they need to strengthen. They need to strengthen. I'd like to see them nah. strengthen. 
<laughs> no, <but laughs> three of us would like to see him strengthen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pochettino uh, will uh, have a touchline ban for this game. And then the game against Liverpool, they're given a two-match uh, touchline ban, of course, for his beh- behaviour towards Mike Dean. And I thought, you don't mess with the big dog. No, no, you don't. No. Do you think no. touchline bans actually make much of a difference, though? Yeah, I know what you mean. Not um, if Mourinho's the manager. It's not, it's not even their touchline. No, exactly. <laughs> but did you, what did you feel? I mean, I understand he was probably, I understand he was aggressive towards a match official. And not only that, but match official, boss-level match official, yeah, Mike oh, yeah, Dean. Yeah. But Jurgen Klopp didn't get a ban for running in on the pitch. He got a bigger fine, but I don't think he got a ban. Well, they, they, are different, the they are different actions. Though, yeah. I, so. I just wonder I, I whether which one you think is more serious, I suppose. Uh, I, I guess they were both about as public as it could be, weren't they? I th- obviously, it's the fact that he's disrespected and I suppose undermined a referee in the yeah. eyes of the FA. Yeah. And they'd probably take that as well. One was an act of aggression thing. and one wasn't, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Pochettino looked like. You know, if you'd have ramped it up ever so slightly, he would have clocked in one. You know, <laughs> so you I, did that. You banned for life. <laughs> no, I know. Banned for life. No, I know. But it, it was it was extremely aggressive. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you, if you saw that in a pub, you'd but think, "Hang I, on, it's going to kick off here." Yeah, sure. But I think we all know. And let's mm. not leave this unsaid. Mike Dean's played his part there. Does he? Uh, yeah. Apparently, he said some really controversial stuff. Well, Supposedly so. Off Allegedly your, off so. Your pop. Off your yeah, pop. Off your pop. Exactly. Yeah. He's earned, he earned his stripes. He's yeah. like he's like a judge. You can say what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But I, I mean, Spurs. You obviously have favourites uh, for this one. Uh, since South Southampton's loss at home to Cardiff, which was a, a really damning defeat. Yes. If you remember damaging that one. For them, yeah. Uh, very damaging indeed. It was a, it was a last minute or an injury time winner for Cardiff and. You know, they looked like their heads were dropping and Hassan Hootel looked absolutely gutted and furious in equal measure. Uh, well, since then, they've lost away to Arsenal. Well, that, you know, that that's that can happen. They've beaten Fulham at home and, and looked pretty good there. They lost away to Manchester United, were unlucky not to get something out of the game. Their performances have improved. Ward-Prowse has been particularly good. Uh, the, the results need to follow the performances. So so when you see them uh, Spurs away, away to Southampton, it, it, it's a tough one. But Southampton, there does seem to be... There's a bit of a revival going There on. is a little bit, but I, they need the results to come. I think this would be a bridge too far for them, though, because um, Southampton haven't beaten Spurs at home in the Premier League since they were promoted in, mm-hmm. in 2012. And obviously, it's been a hugely successful um, period for them. So they've, they've been a bit of a bogey team for them. And I, I think Spurs, that, that win over Dortmund will, will put the win back in their sails because they were looking leggy over, the, over those... But Jim, do you not think this is the same profile of game that Spurs struggled in against Burnley? I do, but I think mm-hmm. that's not representative of Spurs. And does the European sojourn um, make a make a difference? Because they've they've been a bit light on in midfield, particularly like Ericsson, For all the stuff he said, he hasn't been in great form. No, Winks missed the North London derby, and then obviously wasn't fully fit. And did he come off injured against Dortmund? He certainly oh, had God. some sort of knock. But they've gone from a North London derby to a way to Dortmund to now this game. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just wondering if it'll take its toll. Well, it'd be interesting. I mean, Burnley are made of sterner stuff. Yes, than Southampton. Agree. Yeah, agree. But Southampton, Southampton needs us because. If they're putting in um, better performances, which they have been in the last few games, at some point you need a result or two mm. to come in. And Otherwise, and, it can be disheartening. And they're eleven to four to win this one, so ten pound with bet three six five uh, returns thirty seven pounds fifty, including stakes. Should Southampton be victorious? Yes. Well, we move on to Cardiff versus West Ham. Now, Neil Warnock believes it's between them and Southampton in a straight shootout for Premier League survival. <sighs> Sol Bamba. Oh, yeah. it's gutting that uh, Sol Bamba's out for the for the rest of the season and, and probably longer due to an ACL injury. Uh, but what do you what do you think of Warnock's comments? That's between them and Southampton. So he said, "Well, Huddersfield and Fulham are already down." Now that's, that's fair true, enough. That's true, it, it, yeah. You know. So do do you think that he is actually trying to put pressure on Southampton? Do you think that's what he means, or is he trying to get into the heads of of those Southampton players? He's a canny operator, isn't he? He is. And I, I can see there's no reason why, for some of the reasons you guys have given earlier that Brighton can't be drawn back into it, and yeah. Burnley. I think Newcastle are showing a bit, so that's okay. 
the only thing on the full, I'm, I'm just reluctant to, to completely write them off after I saw them against Chelsea because they did show a lot then. And they're going to have a lot more easy opponents to come than Chelsea. Well, they have some creative players and, and people who can... But they're 10 points adrift with, no, I, I, with ten, uh, nine games left. It seems very unlikely now with Fulham. Yeah. And and t- to be perfectly honest with you, this is the thing about, about the Premier League uh, and, and, and the Championship. Uh, you know, watching Fulham in the Championship was glorious. Now, I know they don't... It'd be quite uh, quite a, a strange thing if they got relegated and they went to Jokanovic. Do you fancy uh, getting, us, back, yeah. getting us back up again? Uh, but it was it was really, really great watching Fulham in, in the Championship. And you, when you were talking about Brighton, how, you, you know, they had to kind of change their game, and, and everybody does. Unless you're like a Wolves or something like that, or even, even a Cardiff, they don't have to change their game that much. They're, they're more defensive, of course, yeah. uh, rather than, than attacking. But someone like Fulham, you have to rip up the book and say, right, what, what are we going to do here? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, fans want the best for their club, and the best is to survive. So don't get me wrong, Fulham fans will be wanting to survive and, and stay in the Premier League. However, there will be consolation in the fact that, you know what, as long as it's not a disaster and you lose everybody and and yeah. you, you know you're there for ages, you go down to the championship, you regroup, keep some of your core players and whatnot, so, and, and get some results. It's so not in, the worst so thing this, to happen to you. So in this chat of the Cardiff City West Ham match, um, uh, should Scott Parker have been given the full of John Marcus? Because <laughs> <laughs> we got an email on this subject basically, which which made me laugh. Uh, Dear Ramble, uh, I just got back from seeing the wonderful broad, broad Broadway play Hamilton and realised an interesting connection during the play. The main villain Aaron Burr uh, refuses to tell anyone what his political stances are, always sitting on the fence. I think I speak for all the listeners when I say, "Time is up, Marcus Speller. Show your true colours, or we'll be forced to revolt." I mean, I, I think that's Thank pretty, you, pretty obvious. Rangers, Fulham, Man United, Man United. Aston Villa, um, England, Port, he's got, women's loves, team. Loves, uh, Portsmouth, but Marcus' number one team is England. Yeah. In any age level. Yeah. Men, any women, the whole level. lot. You and James Horncastle. James Horncastle, underrated England fan. He loves England. He yeah, never he talks really? about it because it's uh, against his, like, it doesn't it doesn't quite sit with his, um, his, his aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think with James, it, it was dormant. And then when we had the Ramble uh, social. World Cup party. Yeah. yeah. England he went crazy. Uh, Have you seen his tattoos? I brought so, that out of him. So extreme. <laughs> <laughs> his extreme bulldog tattoos. Bulldogs, yeah. Um, can I go back to the question? <laughs> Please. At some point in the dim distant past, you said, do you agree? Do I agree with Warnock or do we agree with one. Yes. I think it's one of those four, Brighton, Burnley, Southampton or Cardiff and obviously Cardiff and Southampton are in the most precarious positions mm-hmm. but you'd have to look at the running. I haven't got it to hand so I don't mm-hmm. know what it is but clearly those four teams are in trouble and I think Newcastle, United and Palace will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. West Ham were terrible against Newcastle and they obviously still won. They've got a bit of that about them, haven't yeah. they? I know what you mean. But they were dre- Newcastle were awful, but West Ham mm. were dreadful. And if they come up against a team who've got anything about them, who've got any spirit or any drive to win a football match, mm-hmm. in the form that they've been in last couple of matches, I think they're going to get um, a, a shoe really yeah. Well, this is the ideal... Um, Sort of fixture for Cardiff in a way, mm. isn't it? Because they're at home, and obviously, if they're gonna if they're gonna get points on the board, that's where they're gonna do it. And West Ham, they they just have less to fight for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, true. That's true. That's that, that becomes Rice, though is is the best English player <laughs> ever. Yeah, currently. yeah. The yeah. way the way you the, no, he's he's obviously very good, but the, the, the way the plaudits are speaking about him is he's he's a real top player. But uh, some of the other players are kind of a bit patchy. Mm. But, oh, yeah, but, they, but they've got they've but they've got quality in there. 
But you, you, I mean, Bet365 have Cardiff as the favourites to be mm-hmm. relegated outside, of course, of Huddersfield and, and, and Fulham. Right. Um, they're now one to five to be relegated. So £10 with Bet365 returns £12, including the stakes. So Bet365 are saying that it's Cardiff are the, the favourites. But I wouldn't write the other three teams above them off either, personally. Pete's always pessimistic about Newcastle. And Jim makes a great point, which is that it does matter when you get to this stage of the season, when you've got teams that are safely ensconced mm-hmm. in mid-table... But that have much as I mean, much on the line. Sean, Sean Longstaff, who's been a, a, yes. a great light uh, from the youth team uh, this season, who's been kind of running things. He he's out for the season as well. Mm-hmm. So very sad. Um, mm-hmm. Robert Snodgrass has been charged by the FA for allegedly using abusive language towards UK anti-doping officials. They came to West Ham, the <laughs> what club. A target. <laughs> yeah, um, and old Snodders, he wasn't tested and was not due to be tested. <laughs> And I just, I'd love to know what... Hands off my way! (laughs) Get your hands off that piss! Um, (laughs) What what annoyed him so much? I love this. Do you know what it reminds me of? That's all we've got information-wise at the moment, by the way. So if something else comes out, you know, we're we're going on that. You know when you hear of, like, Saturday night in some provincial town... And ambulance has been called, and they're trying to help a drunk person. Yeah. That, that drunk person's friends start trying to beat up the paramedics. Yeah. You think, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say no more <laughs> because I legally can't say anymore. <laughs> yeah, I... But I think Declan Rice is a very good player, by the way. Good, and I'm we're not all... alone in that. We're all agreed. And yeah, apparently, he's very, very diligent when it comes to his uh, is giving his urine samples. Yeah. <laughs> right. Actually, Pellegrini said that he has similar mentality to that of a young Javier Mascherano because I think they worked together Pellegrini Mascherano at River yeah. Plate maybe mm. didn't a young Mascherano bite someone did he oh, was it, oh. or was he bitten there was definitely a biting incident oh, no, when, he was at, when he was at West Ham yeah, yeah. yeah so now he's talking this is River Plate this and, is before and, biting and, and do you know what on the mailbag on the concert which comes out on Saturday mm-hmm. which you obviously absolutely listened to we did a bit of a young player special and James and Andy you've got good contacts in Premier League scouting and stuff mm. they talked a lot about what scouts are looking for in young players and in actual fact, they're not. No, none of these scouts are short of really talented sixteen-year-old players. They're everywhere. Yeah. But what it comes down to is getting to know the player, their mentality, how yes. hard they work, how intelligent they are, what they want to achieve out of life, what their upbringing is like, all that kind of stuff. And Declan Rice just smacks of someone who is training ground, mm-hmm. works his bollocks mm-hmm. off all the time, and that's ultimately why he's, why he'll succeed, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Well, mm. I think I think there was a, a piece recently about some England players that went to independent schools and were actually. Because often, quite oddly, uh, the middle classes and, 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 and all that kind of stuff have been quite uh, pushed to one side. That's football. right, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to say that all the poor middle classes, but actually, in a footballing context, there have actually been sort of... Simon quite... Cooper talks about it a lot. So yeah. if England, this yeah. is back in the day. So why England lose. Yeah, if yeah. England want to embrace international success, they need to embrace the middle class. And I'll tell you, as a good example of that is Patrick Bamford. Mm-hmm. He gets loads of stick yeah. on Twitter. For being partial and this other stuff, yeah, he what, deals with it quite well. But I mean, ultimately, there's, there's definitely an inverted snobbery involved. Sure, there, no, there, there absolutely is. But Without even someone doubt. like Frank Lampard. Now, I know he's, um, you know, you wouldn't call him archetypal middle class, you know, and, uh, and whatnot. But, but he was intelligent. But and he, it, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And actually, yeah. I heard him speaking again the other day, and I just thought to myself more about what you said about Chelsea and potentially, you know, Lampard going to the future. And I thought he really has got. So far, he's got the makings of uh, could be a really good manager. Just the, the intelligence, the way he talks tactically, the way he talks about other things, the way the way he deals with sort of players. You know, certainly he talks a very good game. Would you not argue that he wasn't middle class in that, like his dad was a lauded footballer? No, but that, you know yeah, what I mean. Like, sure, yeah, but it's social mobility. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the nouveau riche. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nouveau riche, my friend. Absolutely, he's no Scotty Cannon. I wouldn't have thought so. That's a niche. That's a niche one. Though. It is very niche. Yeah. yeah. But, the, got, uh, but basically, there's a famous clip of Frank Lampard as a kid. 
Yes. And Harry Redknapp's having to defend him to a fan To group. a fan, yeah, 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 yeah. The fan stands up and says, why are you playing Frank Lampard Jr., as he was then, Yes. when you can be playing Scotty Cannon? And Redknapp goes mad. To yeah. be fair, well, Redknapp, he was correct. Yeah, yeah but he's he going right to the top. It's awkward he'd go Frank, right to the top. Frank to be sat there, though. Yeah, it was horrible. It was, but it was good, fair enough on Redknapp to, to defend him like that. I've got no beef with Scotty Cannon, by the way. No, nobody no. has. Nobody no. has. But Luke, why, no one knows who he is. While you're there, give us our best bet with Bet365. Joshua Gibson from Devon. No. He says, hello, Ramblers. I would like to throw my name in for the, for the best bet. Now, we know that Brendan Rodgers' first game wasn't the best result, but it was. Okay. But something that did come out of it was Vardy getting his scoring boots back on. Now, I'm sure it's no coincidence and he must be inspired by the new manager. I think I'll probably go along with that. And also, he had a really horrible head injury about five minutes That's in, true. didn't he? That's true. <laughs> Which angered him. Angered him. Uh, therefore, I'd like my best bet to be that Vardy will score at any time against Fulham. Like it, yeah. Most porous defence. I'm going to say that's a safe yeah. bet. Um, <laughs> at 11 to 10. Uh, so £50 with bet 365 returns £105. <laughs> that's from Joshua. Yeah, Jamie Vardy to score any time against the world's worst defensive unit is indeed 11 <laughs> to 10. Uh, so £50 returns £105 uh, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, you must be aged 18 or over to gamble. And for more information, uh, begambleaware.org. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Pete. Okay, then. And now. So, the heat's on, <laughs> and the time is right. It's time for you, what you to play the game. people are coming, everyone's trying. Trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky where the stakes are so high. We're all going for going for gold. It's the show that occasionally needs an introduction. It's going for gold. <laughs> I've got a mystery footballer this week chosen by uh, someone calling themselves Val Venus, who was a wrestler. He's <laughs> uh, not, uh, so it's a nom de plume, <clears throat> if you will. Um, first clue, guys. I was born in São Bernardo do Campo, Brazil, on the 20th of August, 1982. Stop. Robinho. Incorrect. Stop. Adriano. Incorrect, baby. Mm. Plenty to choose from. Does he want to guess? Stop. Uh, Mycon. Incorrect. I started my career at Barcelona. Stop. Good start. Sonny Anderson. Incorrect. No, he didn't. He's really old. What am I talking mm-hmm. about? <laughs> I made my international debut age 21, but I didn't play international football again until I was 29. This stop. time... Go on. No, sorry, sorry. No, no, you said stop. Right, uh, Marcos Senna. Incorrect. Good guess. Nice. I, Good guess. I will start the uh, clue again. I made my international debut at age 21, but I didn't play international football again until I was 29, this time for a different country. Deco. Incorrect. Oh. oh, no, yeah, yeah, you've opened it up there, Jim. You've opened it up there. <laughs> yeah. I've been managed by Carla Ancelotti, Antonio Conte, and Rafa Benitez. Stop. Is it um, a Maori? Incorrect. I've won Great a little. Oh, yeah, you're going very quickly, Pete. Yeah, you, you are. You've you got to get in. Got to get in. Aye, there. come on. If someone says stop, you've got to stop. Though. Yeah, Jim said yeah. stop, didn't you? I did. Go on then. Go on, well, stop, oh, no, no, sorry. No one said stop. Oh, no, I thought No one said stop. Can I stop? Can I just say, after three years, this game is still an absolute shambles. Yeah. It's not a shambles. I'm just moving on. Which clue? Because you need time to think about them. Yeah, you said a clue about Conte and. Benitez and Ancelotti. So can I stop on that one? Yeah, you can. You can. Yes. I've already done it. Alex. Incorrect. The Chelsea defender. Yeah, that's a really good guess. Yeah. I think he did. I don't think he played for any other country. Go on. Oh, you want me to go now? Yeah? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Such a petty point. Sorry. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah. Sorry, the jaywalker's allowed to go now. Is <laughs> it? Carry on. Um, I was on trial. Stop. At... Tiago Motta. 
Marcus Take me on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you it's your first one for a while, by it the is, way. Yeah. You're going, you you're going too fast if I hear that one more time from a lady. <laughs> <laughs> or a man. Or a man. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought, I, I thought, oh, I've got it now. Mm. I thought, shall I wait for mm. him to... No, I'll get in. I was on trial at Luke's beloved Portsmouth in 2008. Just two years later, oh, I won the Champions League. I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. And I have a runners-up no, medal in the European Championships. No better than we've already got. Incredible. <laughs> Steve Cottrell was around. <laughs> <laughs> Cottrell. What's he doing at the moment? Cottrell was 2008 was red now. What's Cottrell doing at the moment? Cottrell. I don't know. I'll check. Yeah, have a little look. You do your outro. I'll check. You don't like Steve Cottrell, do you? No, you do your outro. I like him. I like him. I met him once. Very enthusiastic man. About you? Well, you know, he's only human. Last year, managing Birmingham City. After five months in the post, during which the team remained in and around the relegation zone, uh-huh. and after a fifth successive <laughs> league defeat, performance affected at least in part by a series of injuries and boardroom politics, yeah. Steve Cottrell was dismissed on the 3rd of March 2018. A year ago now, that is. Yeah. don't know what he's been doing since. He's available for work. Was, I was getting mixed up with Graham Wesley. And which is the one that sent a lot of texts Wesley. to his mates, Wesley. his players, saying yes. that the, the building was, was under attack? And, okay, right, fine. I, 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 I don't what want, was under attack? But the whole, even, it's something like, <laughs> it's going to sound ridiculous, right? But we covered it on the show at the time. It's <laughs> definitely worth revisiting. They were, Graham Wesley was managing a team, I forget which one. Yeah. They were at a, at a hotel for the away game. I'm going to say Stevenage. And, yeah, it might have been. And he sent a lot of texts to his players as a joke in the middle of the night or whatever, saying that the building was under attack. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to stress that Steve Cottrell was nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah, I was think the building right. under attack? No. Oh. Are you sure it was under attack? You sent a load of funny texts, wasn't that? Funny text with Steve Cottrell. <laughs> <laughs> out of here. All right, let's go before we uh, talk more nonsense. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Rumble. It was Preview Preston show. North End. Preston uh, North End. Yeah. For, for the Football Rumble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. It's been a pleasure. Look more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jimmy Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. See you on Monday. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. Oh, actually, what he did is he sent the players the team lineup by text at 2 a.m. the night before. Don't know where I got the building under attack from. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, completely made that up. Brain is under attack. But I'm happy to set the record straight, Graham, and I hope you're well. Yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.